Welcome to Too Old for TikTok, the podcast where two 30-year-olds guide you through the latest trends, creators, and stories from the TikTok universe. I'm Melissa Rosen. And I'm Dina Greenbaum. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Somebody come get them. They're too old for TikTok. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Dina. I'm so excited for this episode today. We have the most amazing guest. Like, I don't even know how we got her. It's insane. I can't believe she said yes. Uh, oh my God, we don't have a second to waste. We only have a few minutes of her time. I think let's get right to the interview. Yeah, she needs no introduction. She's the most popular person on TikTok ever with hundreds and millions of followers. Please welcome Charlie D'Amelio. Hi. Hi, Charlie. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Please uh, tell us more about yourself. I like to dance. Can you elaborate on that? What kind of dances do you like? Oh, just like silly dances. Okay, well, I don't know if you know, but this is a podcast, so we can't see any dances. So I'd love for you to explain your favorite dance. Oh, um, I don't know. This is hard. Okay, well, maybe let's talk about your friends. You're friends with someone named Addison, I understand. How do you feel about her being cast in these popular films now? Do you want to follow in her footsteps? Are you happy for her? Oh, I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Wow, that's a great answer. I feel like when David Letterman spoke to Joaquin Phoenix. Who? Joaquin Phoenix. I don't know who any of those people are. David Letterman. Oh, okay. I don't know who that is. Well, maybe let's chat about your family. You have a sister named Dixie. Yeah. She likes to dance, too. And your parents, you guys grew up in Connecticut, and I think you live in L.A. now. How do you like L.A.? I like it. What's your favorite food? Oh, I just like plain bread. I thought you liked dino nuggets. Oh, yeah. I like dino nuggets. Do you dip them into a sauce? No, just plain. (laughs) Okay. Melissa, why aren't you asking any questions? Please help me out. I'm not asking any questions because it's in April Fool's. April Fool's. We got you guys. That wasn't Charlie D'Amelio. That was just an April Fool's joke. That was Melissa Rosen as Charlie D'Amelio. Maybe your best work yet, Melissa. I was doing an impersonation based off of a very small knowledge of the person. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it sounded like Charlie to me. Thanks, Dina, for always supporting me. Don't worry, guys. I mean, sorry for the fake out, but Charlie's not on the show. One one day, one day we we may get her. But what we will talk about today is real estate TikTok, which is really exciting. We have some great accounts we're gonna highlight with that. We'll talk about some of the latest song trends, and then we're going to end with some stitch trends and shout out some accounts that we like. To get started on real estate TikTok, Melissa, I'll have, I'll have you talk about this first video. Yeah, so this first one is by a creator. His handle's at Jake underscore Gada, and he, his bio reads a crash course in housing and urban development. 
You know what I call big old buildings like that? Anti-gentrification towers. I'll explain. Every person that lives in one of those towers isn't gentrifying South Central. Most of the time in America, gentrification happens when rich, young professionals move into a city that doesn't have enough housing. So instead of living downtown, they live out there. They have the money and, let's be honest, the whiteness that landlords want. And so those landlords kicked out their existing tenants and raised the price. The best way to stop that before it even happens is to build a bunch of towers like that. This is what some people call the yuppie fish tank theory or the idea that all the rich people the yuppies will move into these towers instead of gentrifying other areas and it's based on some pretty compelling evidence in this paper researchers studied 11 different major cities in america and they found that building big luxury towers like that relieves pressure on the rest of the housing market specifically in la building a bunch of these towers has actually made rents go down recently the best way to stop gentrification is to build a bunch of these towers so i'm a huge fan of this guy he I'm pretty sure he lives in Southern California. Most of his content is about LA, California in general. I find it absolutely fascinating. I think probably they targeted me because I live down here. So that's how he ended up on my For You page. Um, But this is just a great example of an account that's super educational. And it's like you're learning about things that you see every day and you never really stop to think about Why does that exist? Why is that freeway there? Why are these houses different than those houses? I love that he answers a lot of questions and explains a lot about the land I live on. Yeah, I love when a TikTok can make you look at an everyday thing you see, whether it's like a big building or, you know, some type of architecture and actually cut to the the meaning behind it or the history behind it. And that's definitely what Jake's account does. And I wasn't served any of his content, so I'm glad that you sent me all of his stuff. And similar to Jake, there's an account named Louisa Talks Buildings, and she talks mostly about New York City buildings, which is why I think I was served this content. And she started her account talking about the building that has the address 432 Park Avenue. It's also known as the French Fry Building, and it's actually on 57th Street. It's not even actually on Park Avenue. And all New Yorkers pretty much agree it's the worst building that's happened to the New York City skyline. It just doesn't make sense at all. And her TikToks really educate you on what goes on in the building and how it actually is really tragic. She says people have complaints that the walls creak like the valley of a ship people get stuck in the elevators and the design is based on trash cans and it's all billionaires who live in this building which is crazy to think like you pay millions of dollars 30 million dollars let's say to get into this building and it basically is a malfunctioning not fully functional building at all you know what i'm so glad you're on 432 park avenue tiktok and i'm so glad other people are talking about this building because it has not left my mind since i first saw it on a family trip to new york city in 2018 in fact i didn't even realize how obsessed with it i'd become until i figured out i could start any conversation with hey you know that building i hate and all of my friends and family would immediately know what i was talking about i was like so into it during quarantine i got super bored i researched its measurements and i would go on minecraft servers build it to scale and then show it to people and when they said "Mm, those proportions are unrealistic i go yeah but they're real and i indoctrinated them into my hatred of 432 park avenue i've also learned so many facts about it like the way that it doesn't snap in half like a toothpick like i thought it was going to is that it sways back and forth way more than a normal building would and this is a feature of the building who would want to live in a building where a feature of it a 
pro on the pros and cons list is that it sways. That's like a terrible ride at an amusement park, not an apartment building built for billionaires. Yeah, this is one that I I hadn't seen again because I think it targeted you because you live in New York City. But I am such a huge fan of Luisa's account now. And she's sort of pivoted. Like at first she was really just talking about this one yeah. building and how horrendous it was. But some of her newer videos have been more about like architecture in general. She's been talking about like international architecture, things that are really weird. She did a series on like buildings that were made specifically for the World's Fair, which was just really like interesting stuff I didn't know all around the world. So her her account is a really cool insight into like the world of architecture and buildings. Yeah. So Jake and Louisa are examples of I think people who are just really passionate about their area and about architecture and buildings. And that's definitely a side of TikTok. And I love when comedians then take it and just flip it on its head and basically make fun of it and kind of make fun of the whole genre. At Joey Thompson Comedy does this. Hi, I'm Joey. And I'm Sean. We are on the planning committee for a mid-sized up-and-coming city. We're not a big city, but we're definitely not a small town. <laughs> so this is really neat. That mill is going to be apartments. Brewery, actually. This is an old mill we converted into a wedding venue. I got married here twice. Let's keep moving. Let's go to a brewery. That's a hotel. Well, this is going to be a hotel as well. well. It's actually a hotel. So that crane is building a brewery. We're only an hour away from the mountain. And an hour away from the beach. You can take an airplane. Or a, a helicopter. This building right here, it's going to be a Trader Joe's. No, no, it's a Whole Foods. No, Whole Foods going across the street. Are we getting both? We're getting, yeah, prize. Happy birthday. Lots of opportunities here. Small towners come here to cruise our strip and blare annoying music from their lifted trucks. We need to cut the population down. Oh, look, it's a Porsche. Up and coming city vibes. Strung up between many of our buildings are festive Christmas lights. Hold on, you can't say that. Holiday lights. They're holiday lights. We you appreciate can't say We that. appreciate everyone. I'm just glad a lot of our surrounding areas are starting to get gentrified. No, 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 don't say that. Uh, we're rebuilding for the future. For everybody. A safer, less crime laden future. Holy s. These videos just had me cracking up. <laughs> These and like and in the comments too, so many other viewers were just like, "Oh my god, like this is, you know, fill-in the name of a town. Like this is just happening mm-hmm. all over the country. So many like brick and mortar breweries going up yeah. <laughs> all over. These guys did have a a parody that was almost too good. Everyone could recognize this." Yeah, at first when it came on my For You page, I didn't think of it as a joke. But then after like four seconds, I was like, oh, no, this is just really good. They hit the nail on the head. (laughs) I love how they talk about Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and Mm. how they're both (laughs) opening up and how that somehow raises the the real estate values there. Yeah, it's very relatable. I know so many areas where there's literally just a Whole Foods across from the Trader Joe's. Like, that's how it is in my neighborhood right now. There's no grocery stores anywhere. We're, like, in a grocery store desert. And then you go, like, 30 minutes up, and there's a Whole Foods across from a Trader Joe's. Like, I don't, like, I. why did the two stores just pick that one spot? <laughs> like, literally, couldn't you have just put the Trader Joe's maybe a little bit closer or the, the Whole Foods a little bit further away? Why do they always choose the exact same spot? There's definitely there's actually a science behind it. That's why all like Burger King, McDonald's, and fast food chains are all close really? to each other. If you notice, oh yeah, there's a science behind what it. Is, and what's the science? The science is is that that's where people are gonna go. So usually it's in a big intersection, somewhere where there's parking, somewhere where the clientele mm. is gonna go. 
And that's why it's really sad in lower income areas when there's no Trader Joe's or any grocery stores even. So in New York, sometimes it's just that there's bodegas. So there's definitely a kind of socioeconomic impact that makes stores go in certain places. There was a great account, and I'll have to find it, who basically outlines, and I think it was in Texas, every location that a Trader Joe's (gasps) is in. And then the lower income areas had, you know, no Trader Joe's or no grocery stores for that matter. Yeah, I was going to say, this sounds like something we would have seen on TikTok, like an explainer TikTok video. Yeah, I remember seeing that now, too. It's interesting. At Sierra Catherine, and her handle has an extra E at the end if you want to go check it out. She does all these Zillow tours, and the first one that came up on my For You page was a Zillow house in Brooklyn. So a lot of y'all told me to go to New York and I wasn't going to because I already know New York is out of pocket, but I went, I went to Brooklyn. This was the first fucking house they showed me for $444,000 fucking dollars. This is what I could get. It's a fucking trap house. This should be illegal. This sh- it should be illegal to sell a house that looks like this for that amount of money. Let me show you the inside. Like, are y'all serious? This is a fucking trap house. This is a trap. They should put a little disclaimer, like, if you dig into the walls, you will find cocaine. This is a fucking trap house. Oh, before your $444,000, you do get two fucking fridges. So good, good for you. Good for you. Brooklyn, tell me who's who's paying this. This is not this is this is not okay. This is why this is not okay. Why would anyone? Why would anyone? Why would why 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 I, I why why? This is just such a cool idea for an account. Like she just takes a green screen of the Zillow page, and so she'll show you you know the location, the summary, and then pictures of the place. And so it's really cool to just have her commenting over all of this. She did one in San Diego, which. You can imagine similar price point. I don't know that it was worse. It was probably comparable to this. She, yeah. I remember the one in San Diego. She was like, bars on the window. That's all you need to know. And she's right. like, half a million dollars for bars on the window. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. And it's so she. it's cool, too, the way she engages with her followers, because a lot of them will send requests. Like she started yeah. the San Diego one with like, all right, y'all have been asking me to do San Diego. Like, here's San Diego. A lot of her videos start with people just being like, do my town, do my town. It's cool. Yeah. And then this TikTok by at Samantha Artso went viral in the beginning of March. And it's just, I have to talk about it because it was just all over every morning show, any like video compilation show. And it was just simply the fact that this girl had a breeze by her bathroom and she's like i don't know where this cold air is coming from she took the mirror off and basically there was a hole that led to a whole another apartment now the cynical new yorker and me was just like oh like i literally i live in an apartment building if i also took my mirror off the bathroom it backs into another apartment like, I don't have a hole there, but I'm like, it makes sense. It's not like a crazy or scary thing. <laughs> but the way she produced the video was yes. sort of like a horror video with suspense. And I love her for doing that. And I, that's why it blew up. Like, I totally get it. And it was in a three or four part series and just took TikTok by storm. I 100% like was so enthralled by this series she did such a great job i think it was three or four parts and the first part 
ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> which I just, like, the, like, TV critic in me, too, was like, oh, my God, this girl's putting a pilot episode together. <laughs> like, yeah. she just really did an awesome job. And then, yeah, the second episode... It, it was just, it was paced well. Like, I literally, like, could break this down as if it were, like, a Netflix series. She totally. just, everything about it was so well produced. I don't know about her personal life outside of TikTok, but, like, this girl should work in entertainment. She should Definitely. produce She TV. should be a TV writer and <laughs> yeah, producer, she, for sure, yeah. Uh, she must really, definitely really watch do. a lot of TV because <laughs> it shows in the best of ways. My favorite character in this is her roommate mm-hmm. who like he has this just like deadpan sense of humor I, to me he like steals the scene whenever he's in it she just like I think right when she takes the mirror off and you see this like little hole in a room in the back he just says in like deadpan delivery have you seen Parasite <laughs> and you just sort of put together like oh god there's like a family living behind this And then I love when she goes behind the wall, he's on the other side, and he says, you're in a different dimension. It's just (laughs) really funny. This is a great sitcom. I don't even think that's her roommate. I think that's just her friend who came over to make sure she didn't die. Oh, (laughs) he's my favorite character. (laughs) So yeah, he's even, he's uh, just such a nice guy. Yeah, and a good guy to boot, yeah. Yeah. All right, shall we move on to the latest song trends? Let's do it. So this one I found, it's an audio snippet created by Catalyst underscore 224, but it's actually a T-Pain song, that T-Pain song of Let Me Buy You a Drink. Here, we'll play the the little snippet that they use on TikTok. So the visual for these videos is basically like setting up that a loved one sort of gets spoken to poorly and then you come out to defend them. So in this one video, the caption is, when someone is rude to my laid back husband and he's just unloading the groceries from the car, she pops out from the trunk and she's, you know, her caption is, 411 and always ready like she's just this short little feisty girl who's ready to defend her husband should anybody talk back to him yeah that one's great and then at dad life jason he had one that says when i hear someone making fun of my brother's speech delay so it's a little boy and you expect maybe a big brother someone that's going to protect him but then this little girl runs out and she has the cutest little like serious face on that she's going to protect her brother and it's amazing. Yeah, there's another one by at Paige McKenzie I liked, sort of similar where it's, I think the caption says like when people complain about our dog, you have two, I don't know, probably like our parents age, a couple talking about, you know, politely saying, oh, you know, sorry, the dog bothered you. And then their teenage daughter comes busting out, like, don't talk about my dog like that. (laughs) So it's a lot of just sort of funny, you know, the feisty, maybe the person you wouldn't think would be so defensive is the one who ends up defending the hardest. And this song that T-Pain, Let Me Buy You a Drink, like, I remember this song way back in the day. I must have been in high school or something when this came out. So again, for it to get repurposed for this trend is really cool to see. The next video, it's not necessarily a song trend, but it basically compiles 
all of the current song trends. It's so good. It's perfection. And this is basically, if someone asked what was going on in my head all day, this is it. Tell me you watch TikTok all day without telling me you watch TikTok all day. Waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things. I just wish things would get better. What's a video that lives in your head rent-free? Y'all, I was today years old when I found her. Now look at this. Some random dog challenge. Nobody's gonna know. Nobody's gonna, they're gonna know. And I can't take it back, so when the past is where we'll leave it. Or what? Sarah! Sarah was finally home. Hold on, you've been scrolling for way too long. So this is someone named at, and I'll spell it A-L-L-I-U-Q-A. She hit the nail on the head. This is TikTok for you page. This is if the TikTok for you page was a person singing, this would be it. And then I love this last one you sent me because this, again, this is another song, you know, like from the last video, always in my head. It's that song like, I will always love you. Um, apparently well, it's called her Godspeed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> More of a God rude. <laughs> Y'all, you know that sound? I will always love you how I do. On TikTok, don't click on that sound. I am a mess. <laughs> I'm a mess. I clicked on that sound because a video popped up. And I was like, oh, this is such a cute video. I clicked on that sound. And it's just people hugging family members and then this one video of this mom shaving her daughter's head who's battling cancer and then she starts shaving her head and they got another video of a woman pretending to be asleep and her kids walk in and they tuck her in and the sound is just making it worse playing in the background i will always love you and i am a mess i'm destroyed it's so beautiful <laughs> I'm a mess. She's so right. This song just gets me every time. Brings the waterworks. And I love all the comments are like, now I'm crying and I didn't even see those videos or click that audio. Everyone's agrees and everyone has that one that they remember with that audio that just brought them to tears. And really, TikTok can take you on that emotional roller coaster. You can be hysterical laughing one moment, hear that song with with a video that's sad, and be crying the next moment. So true. So now we're going to talk about some stitch questions we've really been enjoying. So this one in particular, I loved. My favorite answer was from at Proptologist. Stitch this and tell me what you've learned about yourself since joining TikTok. The main thing that I learned is how profoundly ignorant I am. I never even thought about how poorly we have been treating our indigenous people in America and how we're still treating them just horrendously i just started uh closed captioning my tiktoks because i never gave a second thought to the deaf community or uh the hearing impaired um i know now how powerless i am as an individual but it does not take away from the responsibility of me cleaning up the area of the world that i occupy and the good thing that has come out of all of this is knowing that I'm a part of a global community and that if we learn our lessons and if we listen to each other and if we have respect for each other, we can rewrite how this story ends. That's what I've learned. 
I feel very similarly. I think this perfectly describes how I feel about TikTok, too. I agree. There's just something about breaking down all the walls and being invited into various people's worlds. I just saw a video about a girl who lives in Antarctica, Hmm. and it's just, I mean, you, you don't get access to this on any other platform in a way you do with TikTok. So he really hits the nail on the head. He's, a, he's an interesting guy. His name is Jay Duckworth, and he has 127,000 followers. And his bio reads, theater, arts, history, and witchcraft. So his account is mostly about theater and props, witchcraft. So the fact that he's seeing all of these sides of TikToks and learning things is, is really cool. Yeah, I, I like his account too, and I can tell he's appreciating the TikTok community. He had one video talking about how people used to use urine a lot in like old like mid middle ages time I guess or throughout time and he was like asking he's like historians witches on TikTok like tell me more about this and I just thought that was so cool like yeah I think it's realizing that we have a community and we can engage and ask questions and and then the comments it was awesome. People were genuinely like, here's what I know. Here's what I learned. Like, oh, I read a book about this. It's really quite beautiful. Yeah, that's actually really similar to this whole series I saw a TikTok creator do about the curse of the Kennedys. And in the series, she pretty much just lays out the information. But in the comments, she says, please, if anyone knows more about this, please comment. Mm -hmm. Or if anyone has theories, by no means is she saying, that all the you know she's correct she's just simply stating what the facts are out there and what's out there and then people are chiming in and it is such a fascinating little tiktok series about the curse of the kennedys her handle is at brishanas b-r-i-s-h-a-n-n-a-s this other stitch we wanted to share i thought was really interesting by at j-a-h-n-i What's a random historical domino effect you absolutely love? So the Black Panther Party was absolutely not a fan of the show Good Times. They felt like that show was a contributing factor to the negative depicting and stereotyping of black folks on television. So they met with the show's developer and expressed their frustrations as well as their demands for seeing more positive imagery of black folks on television. The result of that meeting was the show The Jeffersons was developed. And that show served as a stepping stone to showing black people in a more successful and affluent light on television, which set the table for a show like The Cosby Show to be created and to do the exact same thing, all while generating more of a push for positive imagery of black folks on television. And out of The Cosby Show came A Different World, which was responsible for the boom in university and college enrollment in the black community, which is why statistically, black women are the most highly educated sector of America's population. This is just fascinating to me the fact that he fit all of this into a 60 second video he explains so much covering so many different things for me of course hitting on how tv affects culture i'm all i'm all in uh i was like fascinated by absolutely everything he explained in this video great use of stitch and great use of historical knowledge there's so many more if you look at this stitch that are super fascinating too i really love this trend To close out, I just wanted to shout out a really cool account that keeps coming up on my For You page. The account is at Jane August. And Jane, actually, I saw her account make the news the other morning. And it's basically just her deciding that she's going to visit every museum in New York. 
So right now, it's interesting. She only has, well, not only, it's still a big accomplishment, 7,700 followers. I think she'll blow up more. And I think it's such a great idea. And like how cool it is when I didn't even know certain museums in New York existed. So I just watched them and I'm like, oh, I want to go there. I want to go there. And it's a great way to get ideas on what to do in a city that I've lived in for so, so long and really don't know what there is to offer. Yeah, I think for sure I saw she posted about being featured on the news. I think she'll start to get more traction even. And yeah, her account's definitely going to blow up soon. Uh, I like her vibe too. There's just sort of an aesthetic to all her content that's really colorful, really like has a lot of energy. A lot of the stuff she's done is like her and her friends like having fun at these exhibits. So it's just, especially, God, I just, I wish I could be in New York frolicking with my friends so badly. And it's nice. It's nice to watch her enjoy it and appreciate it with her friends. Yeah, I think that brings a close to this special April Fool's episode. Thanks so much, Charlie, for joining us. I mean, it was so amazing. You took time out of your busy schedule. Yeah, she's truly a wet blanket. (laughs) I think we can put that in. (laughs) Whatever. Just thanks for joining and just cut all of that. Um, (laughs) Thanks for joining. As always, check out our blog, tooldfortiktok.com the number two and the number four we post blogs after each episode where you can watch all the videos we mentioned we also post them on our instagram too old for tiktok pod and on our tiktok we've started doing recaps of each episode so you can check out more content there too old for tiktok underscore podcast thank you